cliffcentral.com. We're going to check in on your mental health and tackle your man- mental well-being uh, in this new normal that we're going through. Dr. Hanan Bushkin is a renowned psychologist, head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg, and he's a regular friend of ours on the show. Hey, Dr. Hanan, how are you? Hey, how's it, guys? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. We're, we're back after a nice cold weekend and ready to, to get our heads right for the week, so I'm glad that you could join us. And we're also going to be joined by uh, Matapelo Monaisa, who's a good friend of mine. Hey, Matapelo, how are you? Morning, how are you? You look fresh as a daisy this morning. You're going to teach me how to do that. What? What? <laughs> I mean, who wakes up so early in the morning? It's, I think my brain is finally kicking in. It's criminal, right? <laughs> so this week, Absolutely. this week we're going to talk about something that's close to your heart and, and I suppose many of ours, and that is compassion fatigue. So we got an email from you, which I really loved, and I'm going to read parts of it. Um, you said, I'd be interested to hear what Dr. Hanan says to, has to say about the newfound dark side in some of us. It's become a cliche, but we're living through interesting and unpredictable times. These are your words, Matapelo. It may not be a first for humanity, but it is quite a situation. I recently told my siblings that I'm tired of talking about the infections, the fatalities, and other recent sideshows because I feel like our social media platforms now resemble a perpetual condolence book. Uh, who can't relate to that? You said every day we receive news of a family member, a friend, or a colleague who has succumbed to the virus. Um, if it's not death, it's job losses. It's beginning to be, uh, I mean, in the beginning, it was a complete shock to the system. The news would sting so deep, and I had a genuine feeling of concern and sadness. But each time I heard that someone I know had COVID, I'd be filled with dread. Well, that lasted for about five minutes because now I'm in a state of numbness. I don't even want to talk about it, really. I don't want people to call me. They may just... They must just text, according to you. So you said, I actually feel as if I have a standard response to some of these things. Uh, that's if I can bring myself to say anything at all. I literally feel close to nothing, and I'm embarrassed to admit that at times I don't even register the news. It's like someone telling me that I have two minutes left during a presentation. I hear it, but I don't hear it. So, Dr. Hanan, that's, that's kind of – do you want to add anything to that, Matapelo? Because I think a lot of people feel exactly the way you feel. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, a lot of us are already tired of of hearing every single time that this one has passed on, this one has got the COVID. Immediately you start imagining this ICU room with wires and things beeping all over the place. And, you know, it's it's almost like, uh, but then in all of this, what about my poor little feelings now? Because, you know, they're being bashed left, right and center on a regular. And it's almost as if, but who is checking in? on me and and my psychology Mm. Uh, never mind the fact that you have to now sit at home and work from home full time and uh as we all know when you work from home that means that you're working ad nauseum uh we don't have working hours anymore you can't really define them so on top of that then you keep getting all of these messages on on your social media or you get uh phone calls that such and such has passed on such and such has passed on and it's actually gone it's gone like that for an entire year now so you almost uh, you feel so numb like when you get told that somebody has passed away that you're really close to it's like, oh, okay, and, uh, yeah, and yeah, now what? Next, what am, what am I expected you know? to do here? So, exactly. Yeah, Hanan, what what is your what is your sort of top line response to that? Well, I understand why the the dominant topic is um, is COVID and uh, 
all the stuff that goes around it. I mean, these days you meet somebody and it's how are you, how's the family, how's COVID, how's uh, the vaccines. I mean, that's kind of the the dominant topic. So that's what you would see on your social media. And because you turn on the news and that's the dominant topic, uh, you turn on the Olympics and everybody's wearing masks and suddenly that's a dominant topic. You uh, you turn on Sunday night and Cyril Ramaphosa comes on and you want to hear what he's got to say about the dominant topic, which is COVID. So I understand why that's the that's the dominant conversation that people are having. But the reality is that you define the kind of dominant topic that features in your life. So almost think about it. This is your home and some people are knocking on your door and going, hey, can we talk about COVID and you get the chance and you've got the power to choose whether you want to talk about it and welcome them in or welcome other people in. And sure, that means that you might actually lose some friends or change the dynamic of your relationships with the people that are around you. But ultimately, you decide who comes in. And of course, I'm a big fan of being compassionate, of course. I mean, especially if it's a close friend or a family member that's lost somebody who has gone through this some form of uh, of trauma during this time. But I'm also a big fan of focusing on things that you can control. Set boundaries with people. Let people know what you're prepared to talk about and where the limits. The problem these days is, you know, people, a, a massive topic is, you know, yeah, I need to set boundaries. I need to let people know what what I can and what I can't do, what I, I'm prepared to accept, what I'm not prepared to accept. But then when I turn to people and I go, well, tell me your rule set for yourself. Tell me what are your rule sets for what you're willing to accept and tell me what your rule sets are for what you're not willing to accept. And I'm telling you, 99 out of 100 people have got no answer. So if you do not know what you are prepared, and that, by the way, that it goes for extends to relationships, that extends to friendships, that ex- extends to relation between you and your boss. If you don't know what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept, how will you ever, ever let somebody else know the same? So start with what is right and what is wrong for me so you can actually express it to the person that's sitting in front of you. All right. But b- before we, we carry on with this, I just want to throw in you know a situation that, that I've dealt with a couple of times where I've said to people, I don't want to talk about this stuff because I've had enough and I'm tired of it. And, and I, I know Matapelo is busy nodding because she and I have had this conversation before. And it wasn't because she and I wanted to talk about COVID. It's because she and I didn't want to talk about COVID with other people, right? So you you set that rule, but some people can't help themselves. They they don't listen. And you, you make that rule. And, you know, you can't be like a... You can't be like a, a, a rule master about this. You can't, you can't have punishments lined up for people who break the rule. But I've said, for example, to people that I, I work with and the people that I see in my life regularly, my family and friends, I've said, guys, can we please not talk about the, the vaccines, the virus, or any of that stuff? There's so many other things that we can talk about, and I'm happy to. But if we can, can we avoid this stuff? They just can't help it. They have to give you the, the obituaries every day. They have to tell you, like, these are the people. Did you hear about this one? It's like it's their world, and they don't care how much they impose it on you. What do you do then? For sure, but that's where the, but that's where the compassion fatigue comes in because when they enforce their will and what they want to talk about and what they need on you, and it's not necessarily what you are prepared to talk about and what you need, then obviously it drains you while it fulfills them. So I I think it is important to set the boundaries and to be a rule master for your life. Listen, a lot of 
a lot of conversations that we have with people are inconsequential. How are you? How are the kids? How's the weather? Oh my God, it's so cold. It's minus four degrees. Ah, nobody gives a shit. But the big stuff that's going to drain you of energy, those are the things that you want to actually set rules about. So I don't want to talk about vaccines about with somebody that maybe has a completely opposing view that will lead us to nowhere. Mm. I don't want to talk about COVID and Ramaphosa with somebody that has opposing views to me that's going to lead us to nowhere, just conflict. So let's not talk about it. And if you want to talk about it, then I'm actually going to just do a, a moonwalk away from this conversation. Right. And you can do that without having to feel bad because maybe this person's also dealing with their own trauma and their way of dealing it with it is talking to you. What do you do then? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's how they feel better about their position and themselves by inflicting their, vo- their worldviews on you. And your job is to go, listen, this is the deal for our conversation. This is the deal for our relationship. In order for me to be here, I need X from you. Do we agree? No? Then we're going to have a little bit of a breakup. And a breakup doesn't mean we're not going to see each other again, but we're certainly going to end the conversation right there. And we're going to have another conversation at another time. There's nothing inappropriate about that. There's a lot inappropriate about, I will accept whatever you put on the table. I will accept whatever you want to talk about. There's a lot more wrong with that. That's actually how abuse starts, whether it's emotional abuse or physical abuse or sexual abuse, where I will accept, as long as you like me, I will accept whatever you put on the table. What do you think of that, Matapelo? I mean, can you give us an example of how it goes when you have this conversation with people? Oh, no, uh, I absolutely agree with, with Dr. Hanan because uh, I think there have been quite a few conversations where I've actually said, I don't want to talk about it, I'm not interested, or I just you know, answer with silence. Uh, and then I think they get the picture. But <laughs> what annoys me is that then the next phone call is exactly the same again. Oh, my goodness, did you hear such and such has COVID? So, you know, what I've learned to do is just not answer the phone anymore. If I know that you're a culprit, I just don't answer the phone anymore, especially if you call me after half past nine at night. So uh, I, I agree completely with Dr. Hanan uh, when it comes to the rules. Set your boundaries and let people know about those boundaries and and just stick to them. I completely But you know agree. what the thing, Matapello, you know what the thing is that people have such a sickening need to be liked. It's actually dirty and sickening and the reason why it's such a valued currency is people go as long as you like me as long as even never mind you like me as long as you pretend to like me i will do whatever it takes even have a conversation that doesn't service me we've got to get away from this i need you to like me even worse i need you to pretend to like me that should never be a currency in any relationship what about, what about this thing that you said now about how a lot of these conversations don't lead you anywhere? Some people have made their minds up about things, and we, none of us are the experts, right? Everybody's required to be an expert as well. And, and some, some person who like, makes sandwiches for a living is telling you what they think of, of complicated virology or of you know, vaccine <laughs> manufacture. You're like, this is exhausting. I can't have this conversation with everybody because eventually I'm just going to have no energy left. Forget about compassion fatigue. There's, there's like a, there's an intellectual fatigue that comes with that too, right? You just, I, I, I don't know the answer. I've, Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer. I, I don't know. So why am I talking about this with another person who doesn't know? 
Right, right. The thing is, though, you must, <laughs> everybody is like, what's, what do they call him? Like a couch critic. You know, you're watching a boxing match and you're like, oh, what an idiot. You should have hooked him. You know, like you get in the ring. Yeah. You get in the ring. Right. Everybody's suddenly an expert on everything just by watching it. And for yourself, if you feel that the conversation is draining you, ask yourself a very simple question. What do I want to get out of this conversation? Mm. What do I want to get out of this conversation? And can the person in front of me service that need? Usually, what do I want to get out of the conversation? Usually the answer is, I want to get out of this conversation. Not, I want to get <laughs> in exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the truth is, the truth is, if you want, if your answer is, I want to get information on the, on the, on the eff- efficacy of the Pfizer vaccine, why would you speak to your personal trainer about that? Why would you speak to your, you know, the, the, the sandwich baron, you know, employee about your, about the efficacy of the Pfizer vaccine? Mm. If you want to have, if the goal is to be entertained, that's fine. That's perfect. If the goal is to connect to somebody, perfect. But ask yourself, what's the purpose of this conversation? And does the person service that purpose? And by the way, we don't have, of course, we don't have to think that way for every conversation that we have with everybody, but you have to think that way for conversations that drain you. So I give the analogy, you know, you're not going to get into your car now and you're not going to open up the engine and unpack it. And if it's working, if the conversation's working, if the car's working, good for you. Right. But if it's not working, ask yourself, what's the purpose and can the person service that purpose? And if not, just get out of there. Here's another question. Yes. And, and Matapelo and I think quite similarly about this. We've discussed it actually not that long ago. Is this idea that also people... You know, because we're encouraged to share and people like to share and during this pandemic, we've got lots of things that we can share that maybe before weren't very interesting because the whole world wasn't going through it. You know, if you got the flu um, last year or um, let's say three years ago, nobody cares that you got the flu. If you brought that up in conversation, they'd go, oh, okay, I also had the flu once. Um, now, because there are people dying and there are actual real world consequences and, and you know, as Matapelo said in an email, like people losing jobs and things, people have forgotten that there's sometimes a line for private as well. Like the real answer you should give if someone asks you about the vaccine, for example, is it's none of your business. Like surely that's nobody's business. Like it's private. It's your medical stuff. You know, I don't go around telling people what uh, medication I was on when I had migraines. It's just not interesting. And, and it's private, frankly. I don't need to be discussing that with everybody on social media. Do you think there's a point to that, Matapelo? Do you think there's a point, Dr. Hanan? Yes, definitely. I mean, I don't want to know what you had for breakfast. I don't want to know what you're doing today. I'm not interested in your to-do list or your diary for the day. So why am I now going to suddenly be interested in uh, the fact that there's a COVID situation, your entire family had it, and then this one and then that one? It's almost like I I really, guys, I, I don't care. Um, I honestly don't. That's I've got such enough a hard of thing my to say. own shit to worry about. Yeah. Uh, I have to worry about what I'm going to make for dinner tonight. I've got this presentation that I have to get ready and I have to apply my mind. And now here you are busy talking to me about things that you have absolutely no clue on. Um, but you so, know, yeah, I mean, I find that social media has, has really uh, exposed a lot of people. Um, you know, it's brought to the fore the amount of what you were talking about earlier that pseudo intellectualism mm. that is that is uh, going around, and and I think coupled with that, then the COVID and the vaccines becomes too much. 
it's a lot. <laughs> but you know, but you know, like the, think of the dominant like uh, cultural kind of coolness. Like people are getting vaccinated and standing in a frame that says, "I've just been vaccinated." Imagine doing that for your panado that you took three years ago for a headache. I've just taken panado, or I've just had a vitamin B shot, or I've just had broccoli. You know, like it wasn't cool then, but now it's like cool to get vaccinated and it's out there. So we speak about whatever's out there. Okay. All right. So you, yeah. you, you've given us some tools to deal with this. Um, I, I, I promise, uh, Matapelo, I won't ever in our conversations ask about COVID or make you feel bad if someone I know has died. Um, because oh, please don't. Because I'm like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it's it it becomes you. You actually start sounding quite callous, but that's almost what you've got to be at some point because otherwise you're not going to protect yourself, and you've got to save some emotion for those things that really, really get close. You know, somebody you you know through someone's someone's aunt's uncle's bus driver. You can't get upset about that because otherwise you can have nothing left for when it does come close, and it might. You know, you've only got so, you, you, you boundaries. You said boundaries. You, but you also said a thing a couple of weeks ago, Doctor Hanan, that I keep remembering. It's like you've only got so much energy in 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 your day, right? And you've got to apportion that energy responsibly. And if there is someone in your life who really needs compassion. Then if you've got a hundred compassion points that day and you want to give them 50 because they need it and you, and you care about them, then you can't be wasting that 50 on bullshit on social media, right? Absolutely. You know, I always ask myself a very standard question, which is, am I prepared to give the, this portion of energy that I would normally have given to my kids to this conversation, to this person? to this environment, to this situation? And if the answer is yes, then I will. And if the answer is no, my kids come first, there's no ways. You will never find me having a useless conversation because the energy I'd rather give to my kids and my wife for sure. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you both. Um, this is a, this is a good, good rule to make for ourselves for this morning, and we'll try and apply it at least for this week and until we forget that we've got to set our own rules, make our own boundaries. Matapelo, thanks very much for your time. And Dr. Hanan, always good to see you. We will catch up with both nice of you, see you guys. very shortly, I'm sure. So there we go. That's, um, it's going to be okay with Dr. Hanan. You've got to set those rules. You've got to set those boundaries. Cliffcentral.com.